Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Immediately following a Monday federal court ruling, public transportation services are no longer requiring you to wear a face mask. A federal judge blocked the CDC mask policy extension. I spoke with South Shoreline, South Bend International Airport, and Transpo. All tell me they follow TSA guidelines, and although the CDC recommends to wear a mask, for now, it's not required. On planes, trains, and buses, you will no longer be required to wear a mask. I'm so happy. I'm so relieved. I can finally breathe on a plane. That's... I was waiting for this moment. Although it's not a requirement, some say they'll still wear them. If it doesn't cost me anything, I'm going to keep it on. On Monday, a federal judge ruled to stop the mask policy from being extended. Most public transportation services put this ruling into effect immediately. But because it was so new, some passengers I talked with didn't know it was true. So I can throw this away right now? I am so thrilled. It's nice because the city of Chicago um, also is no longer a mandate, so it was frustrating to wear this the entire time. The South Bend International Airport, South Shoreline, and Transpo say they all follow the Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, guidelines. The TSA released a statement on Monday saying they are no longer enforcing masks, but the CDC still recommends them. Our passengers can still wear them. Uh, We'll still provide them to our passengers if they would like them but it's not a requirement to ride the system. Transpo officials will also have masks ready for riders who want them. But for some drivers, this ruling comes as good news. It's a challenging job for a bus operator under normal normal circumstances. And with the added responsibility of having to enforce the mask mandate, it's been a challenge. When I asked all services if this rule will be permanent, and they told me if the TSA changes its policy, they will too. Even though the mask mandate is over for now, South Shoreline says they're going to continue the extensive cleaning process that they adapted during the pandemic to make sure all riders stay comfortable. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. We're now starting to see the effects of virtual learning and masking in class on young students. We know that when someone is wearing a mask, it's sometimes difficult to hear and understand. Doctors and speech therapists say it's too soon to know if masks have had a long-term impact on early learners. All right, kids, can you put your um, pencils down, please? Melissa Calvillo loves teaching kindergartners in Buchanan. To watch like their little minds work and all of a sudden it's like you can see the light bulb go off and they're like, and then they learn so much. They're like little sponges. I itch it. I itch it. Her job has changed a lot over two years. Calvio taught virtually for several months last year. I had to get really creative on how I would present lessons. What's this word? This year, students were back together, but masked up for much of the school year. At the kindergarten level, a lot of the things they learn, um, especially with like letter sounds, is I will say, look at where my tongue is, or look at where my mouth, how I'm shaping my mouth. Ottawa Elementary Principal Stacy Dennison says the pandemic has created challenges for students and teachers. I don't think it hindered it. We just had to work a little bit harder. She ordered microphones for several teachers in her building and many wore face shields so students could see their mouths. Still, referrals to the school's speech therapists 
are up this year. Both speech pathologists have definitely reached out to me. Um, I'm in on the IEP meetings, so I know that there has been an increase in referrals. While there are some studies that show it's more difficult to understand speech while masks are in use, speech therapists and doctors say it's still too early to know how masking might have impacted learning for children. There's no research for sure linked to it yet probably because um, aspects of the pandemic are still occurring. So ruling out variables, deciding what is causing what is still not certain. Medical experts have recommended workarounds for teachers and emphasized to parents that they shouldn't wait if they notice a delay in their children. I had one who, when the mask came off, finally here a few weeks ago, I was able to hear some issues that concerned me about speech that I didn't get a chance to hear before. Don't forget to look for your sight words. Walkerton Elementary teacher Emily Walker says masking made it more difficult to teach her kindergartners how to read. It was hard because especially since we are focusing on letters and sounds, um, we like them to look at our faces when we are talking, look at the way my lips are, listen very carefully to me. We're trying to listen very carefully to them and hear that they're saying it correctly, which is really hard to do if you're wearing a mask. Walker says the kids adjusted well. Masks or not, she believes the biggest factor that impacts her students is the ability to be together and in person. Especially in kindergarten, you need to be able to do those kind of things, be together, be close, be in a group. So the sacrifice of wearing a mask to me is worth it to kind of be what a regular kindergarten should be. There's no research currently happening at Notre Dame that relates to mask wearing and the development of early learners. But we did talk to Darsha Narvaez, who's doing a long-term study on evolutionary parenting practices. She says one of the biggest indicators of child development is spending time with your children. She also says that research shows highly stressed parents impact the child. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. This past Monday was Dingus Day, the formal start of the political campaign season, though primary candidates have been at it for a while already. The traditional combination of politics and Polish food is back to normal after two years off for the pandemic. Many elected officials from state representatives, senators, and local officials are visiting today in honor of Dingus Day and Solidarity Day, including many who I spoke with earlier that you'll see on the upcoming May primary ballots. Are shaking hands with politicians while feasting on Polish food. State and local Republicans visited Ali's Cafe for Dingus Day celebrations. There's nothing like being here in Michigan for Dingus Day. You know, it's one of the most unique things in the country. It's fun. Dingus Day is just one way politicians meet local voters. Times are tough. We, we've got problems on the southern border. Uh, price inflation's way up. We've got a war in Europe. And this is when you need leadership. This is when you need to be able to trust your elected leaders. And frankly, it's also when your leaders need to be really accessible, which is why I'm here today. Senator Todd Young is running uncontested in the May primary. Westside Democratic and Civic Club hosted the many Democrats out to celebrate, including Senator Young's opposition in November's election, Hammond Mayor Tom McDermott. You know, you can really feel it here in South Bend is, you know, we're real focused on, you know, getting some seats back in the U.S. Senate, which I think is broken right now. It's where good legislation goes to die, and I want to be part of the solution uh, so that we can get good things passed. First-time candidate for Congress Paul Sturry is running against Jackie Wolarski in the November general election. We can do so much better. And I want, I want to listen to everyone because this is a we thing and not a me thing. Because we got so many, we got so many intelligent people in our district. 
I want to hear from them. Congresswoman Walarski is uncontested this May and says she looks forward to this year's general election. Hoosiers are having hard times right now. Inflation is up at a record 8.5% and gas is up. You know, the thing I hear when I'm home and I've heard from people in this room is we can't keep paying this and we don't have to. That's the thing. And for the last two years, Dingus Day was held through drive throughs or canceled at all. And on TV Falcons, it's actually one of known as the in places for today's celebrations. And everyone I spoke with said that they're just happy today to be here in celebration with no restrictions. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. The Mishawaka community showed support last weekend at the St. Michael Ukrainian Catholic Church celebrating Easter as Russia's invasion of Ukraine enters its third month. We did have a full house, uh, half children, which was nice. Um, and many people came, I think, to show solidarity with Ukraine. This letter was sent to Ukrainian Catholic churches across the country. It discusses the passage from death to life, a letter that directly speaks to the fears of parishioners during a time of war. Christos vos kres, which means Christ is risen. A joyous occasion during an uncertain time. The Archbishop provides a letter to every Ukrainian Catholic church in the United States on Easter, but this year's letter began differently. It starts by saying, um, by recognizing that today is marked by the inexpressible pain of invasion, war crimes, murder, and lies about our people and our church on the part of the aggressor. Russia is shifting military operations to the east, according to a Ukrainian ambassador. Officials say the battle is entering a bloodier new phase. The president of Ukraine saying it'll be a genocide as they try to evacuate as many civilians as possible. I think everyone is very fearful of the destruction of life and property that we're going to see because it may be simply catastrophically comprehensive. Pope Francis pleading for peace in what he called a cruel and senseless war. The Vatican estimates 100,000 people applauding when the Pope mentioned Ukraine during Easter Mass. Joan Christenko says it's a moral challenge for Christians to resurrect trust after the invasion. Anyone, I think, can appreciate how hard it is to be subjugated and to be brutalized and to continue to have a most Christian outlook about your enemy. However, even during a difficult time, Christenko says there's an opportunity to love thy neighbor. One of the most impressive things has been the embrace of the neighbors to the west of Ukraine. So the Baltic states, Poland, Moldova, Slovakia, um, have really taken the brunt of the refugees. This letter was prepared in part by Archbishop Boris Guschek, who overlooks Ukrainian Catholic churches in the United States. Guschek is scheduled to be the commencement speaker at Notre Dame this year. WSBT 22's Ronnie Das reporting. The avian flu has now struck another local farm. A third commercial flock of ducks has tested positive in Elkhart County. It's the same virus that's been spreading throughout the country, putting farms in quarantine and shutting down zoo exhibits. Avian flu is quite common, but the Indiana DNR is closely monitoring this new strain. Cases are now here, and they believe it's important for you to be aware of it. Taking a walk along the Riverwalk, it's hard to miss. Droppings from geese are everywhere, which doesn't help with mitigating the flu. Typically spread through saliva and mucus and feces, so you really need that direct contact for it to transfer from animal to animal. Michelle Benavides-Westrich says this strain particularly infects poultry, waterfowl, and raptors. Here in Indiana, we've had our first detection of the H5N1 virus in a red-headed duck. And we've also had two bald eagles and a red-tailed hawk that have tested positive for H5, but testing is still 
underway to determine if it's that exact strain. Ducks and geese, which congregate, are at a higher risk. The DNR has also tested a few species of songbirds, but have not found any positive cases. Risks to other animals are also low. No mammals that I know of have been infected with this, and I don't believe that that's a risk at all. Considering how transient birds are, she says it is difficult to know where the virus specifically is, but they aren't seeing birds dying in large amounts. Not every avian species will even show symptoms, but if they do, you can look for neurological issues. So there's a lack of coordination, they're swimming in circles. Um, you also might see a decreased energy or appetite, so if these are birds that you see regularly and they start acting lethargic and just less energetic than normal. She also says there are several other illnesses that can affect birds. That's why she's urging if you care for birds or have wild flocks around your house, follow proper hygiene techniques. So for seed feeders, you should be cleaning them once a week with hot water and a 10% bleach solution. And for hummingbird feeders, you want to clean those regularly with the really hot water. And if your kids are going to be turkey hunting, which the season starts this weekend, the DNR says there's very low chances of the virus being in those birds. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. A new police unit is looking to tackle seven unsolved murders in Mishawaka. The special investigation unit will be looking into cold cases and unsolved crimes for the Mishawaka Police Department. This after the St. Joseph County Metro Homicide Unit disbanded at the beginning of this year. And that means Mishawaka police now have to handle new homicides and cold cases. And the cold cases usually are not priority, but the three new investigators are already changing that. These are uh, seasoned detectives, like I said, retired, and they are stepping up to the plate and helping our police department with these cases, and that, that helps a lot. Tim Corbett, Jim Campbell, and Dave Dosman make up Mishawaka's new special investigation unit. The unit's supervisor, Dan Gibo, says they'll be going through many binders of documents, interviews, and investigations, and they're doing it as volunteers. They knew that um, we had some cold cases, and uh, they just contacted us uh, last year, December, January, and they said, hey, we want to work your cold cases and you don't even have to pay us. When needed, Gibo says they'll be reimbursed for travel, room and board, and food through the police budget. Between the three investigators, they have many years of experience, including the St. Joseph County Metro Homicide Unit and South Bend Police Department. Mishawaka Mayor Dave Wood is excited they're coming on board. Expanding our capability, uh, bringing their expertise and decades of, of knowledge to the Mishawaka Police Department. The investigation unit is already well on its way to solving the Shelley Werner cold case from 1980. Mayor Woods says it'll help bring closure to many families. In many cases, you know, there might not be a lot of survivors out there in some of these cold cases, but we still feel the need to uh, to solve these issues, these crimes, and, and bring closure to uh, families and their uh, descendants. The seven cold cases they're working on are from 1964 to 1997, and they say it's starting their investigations with cold cases, and it could expand to unsolved missing persons. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 